Welcome to the Growing in Grace podcast, where you can listen in on some casual conversation about the good news of Jesus without all of the inconsistent religious double talk. If you've ever struggled with feelings of hopelessness, guilt, and despair, or wondered if you're really right with God, it's time to discover the true freedom that comes with the gospel of unlimited and overflowing grace. Okay, let's get the party started, the Growing in Grace podcast at growingingrace.org. I'm Joel, along with Mike. Joel Brzezinski, Mike Kapler. Uh, your weekly episode of Growing in Grace, looking into God's goodness, His kindness, all these uh, good things about Him. You know, um, God is good. Um, sometimes you might look around the world and see the things that are going on and and wonder about that, but to me, that brings up this, and, and uh, we're not going to get into this this week, but I saw somebody pose something about this. It just popped in my mind as we started talking here, but it said something to the effect that if God is in control of everything, you know, people say God is in control. You know, if he's in control of everything, if God, uh, I think it said something like this, if God were in control of everything, nothing bad would ever happen. Because God is good. Let's put it that way. Um, and so why do all these things happen in the world? Well, it's because God isn't this puppet master running everything in the world. He's not controlling everything. Yes, he has ultimate um, sovereignty, but it's not as if everything in the world, he's, he's fine-tuning everything. Because, again, if he did, everything would be good because God is good and God is love. Uh, but in, at this time, in this particular point in history, we're living in a in a world that's fallen, and we're living in um, times where not everything's good that always happens. But God Himself is good, and God Himself dwells in you and lives in you, and He sees you through uh, the times that aren't so good. Anyway, Cap, Mike Kapler, he's right over there with me. Yeah, I mean that could tie into some of what we want to talk about. I mean, to, to add to what you said, I I was fortunate enough to be um, exposed to some Bible teaching. It wasn't all great, but <laughs> it wasn't based upon what you and I have been talking about for the last quarter of a century plus or whatever mm-hmm. it's been. <laughs> but, um, but there were some good things that I, I took out of some of the teaching that I had been exposed to. And I, I have a number of different backgrounds throughout my life, but um, one in particular did emphasize the the goodness of God, and, and I'm thankful for that because it 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 does remind us that, that we're still living in a in a world system that has not been fully redeemed. Um, right. And and you're right. It's it's there's a lot of bad stuff going on. There's still you know death and destruction and a lot of bad things. Um, I I'm just fortunate enough to have been developed in my mindset that. Um, God really is good, even when things aren't going good. You know, a lot of times people will say, God is good, and that's usually after something good Good happens. Good has happened, right? (laughs) Uh (laughs) We don't hear it as often when the waters are kind of choppy and and you're going through difficult times. But God is still good. He's still on your side. He is not against you. Um, He wants to help you through whatever um, uh, pain and and suffering and and whatever it is that you may be going through that isn't so great, um, we all go through it at different degrees here on this planet. And and so, you know, our time here is really quite short. I, I know it doesn't seem like that to us because 
we've only, you know, most of us on average, we've been around a few decades or so. And um, we just think, I mean, this, this, this feels like eternity to us right now. If you've been uh, alive for 25 years, 50, 90, uh, it just feels like this, this, this is all we know. And yet there is so much more. There was so much more before you and I showed up. And there's so much more uh, to come to look forward to. Much of that is the unknown. Um, but, you know, Joel, I, I just I just have this feeling, you know, in, in spite of people sometimes dealing with the fear of the unknown, meaning the, the, the life after this one, um, you, you just can't help but wonder when, when people are, are passing away, leaving their bodies, uh, that uh, almost instantly they're looking back as, as they're taking off. They're looking back and saying, so long, suckers. You know, <laughs> you're stepping into a new reality. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's got to be an amazing thing that um, we've yet to experience, but I, you know, I can't even imagine what, what that will be like. But I think you're right. It's like leaving yeah, that I, I can place o- I behind. I can only imagine. <laughs> I can only imagine. As the song says. Yeah, and you start thinking, will I stand be in his presence or to his my knees will i fall or however that <laughs> where that goes um uh, but i i think we'll have right now we've we're we've got this a place this fallen world that we live in we've got these uh corruptible bodies you know paul calls it corruptible and it says our our and that doesn't mean bad it just means that it's decaying and dying these bodies that we live in they're temporary they're tents and they're 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 something that we won't dwell in forever. And someday, he says, well, this corruption will put on incorruption, so we'll inherit a, a, new, a new body and all these things. And it will be over and, and done with. And yeah, we will say goodbye uh, to this world. And in the meantime, so so what do we do? Yeah, in the meantime, we do have this this God who loves us and who isn't. I, th- I think part of the problem is that a lot of people picture God as as distant because you can't, and I've said this before, you can't see him, you can't smell him, you can't hear him, you can't taste him, you can't touch him physically. He's not physical. God is spirit. And so when we're going, the things that we go through, the, the emotions that we experience are often due to physical things, the things that we're experiencing, the things that we see, the things that we go through the job that we have, the relationships that we have with people, things that go sour. And um, it's it's sometimes in the natural, in, in this body, it's hard to understand that God is spiritually with us. He's always with us. He lives in us. He dwells in us. And so I think that's why, why a lot of people just have um, this picture of God being distant, but really, he is always right here with us. He does care, and he is working in and through us in ways that we can't even imagine sometimes. And sometimes it's it's in hindsight that we see, oh, you know, that's what was going on. And and sometimes we go through things, and we don't ever understand why that happened. And then sometimes, like I said, we can look back and go, oh, yeah, I see what God was doing there. But the point of it all is that uh, even though God isn't, um, snapping his fingers and making everything just perfect right now. The, the circumstances in our lives, not perfect, not just everything, just the way that I want it. Um, he's still working in and through us. He's still with us, and he's uh, he's an ever-present help in a time of need. And he's also, 
he's just he's ever present and he's he never leaves us or forsakes us he's a comforter he's an encourager and he's the one that we place our hope in because he gives us hope and if our emotions are elsewise then that's not from god i'm not saying that our emotions are bad i'm just saying that if if it's not encouragement if it's not hope if it's not you know the healing of the emotions then that's not from god um but we can always look to god and in time uh, we'll we'll see the things that he's doing yeah so Let's let's roll with this. I think we're going to flip the script here, Joel, yeah. based on what you and I discussed before the program and what we were going to talk about. Because what you just talked about is is something we were going to do on another program, uh, essentially. And and I want what I wanted to get to, just based on what you just said, is that uh, I think I saw I saw a commercial, and I can't remember if it was on TV or on social media, but. Um, it was like a ministry advertising, uh, reaching out to to people to try to give them some encouragement, and, and and the slogan was something like "God is just a prayer away," and mm-hmm. it it struck me a little bit because I, I think the news is even better than that mm-hmm. because I spent uh, many years of my life trying to develop um, I, I guess what would be called a prayer life, um, a, a dedication. Uh, a setting aside of a certain amount of time to spend in uh, uh, some type of formal prayer, some type of formal communication with God. Um, sometimes that was for a few minutes, but I was also part of a, a group of people who for a while um, were pushing this uh, idea that we should be spending an hour a day at least in prayer. So I, I tried to jump on that roller coaster for a while, and uh, it went off the rails. <laughs> <laughs> Never liked roller coasters to begin with. Uh, but um, I, again, I probably said this before, I'm, I'm a tilt-a-whirl guy. I'd rather spin around than, than to go up and down on the roller coaster. But um, So there were these times where you just felt like, I need to pray more because this is what God wants from me. This is part of my dedication to Him, and by uh, expressing this dedication by going through, at least going through the motions of spending time in prayer, <laughs> uh, uh, hopefully for an hour a day or whatever it turned out to be, uh, by doing that, that God would somehow respond back to me, that I would become more anointed, I would become uh, more in tuned with the power of his spirit. And I'm not saying that some of that can't take place when you're in communion with God, but I guess what I'm trying to say is, I think prayer isn't just getting on your knees, uh, putting your hands together, and talking to God like a monologue. Um, I have discovered since my days of grace, um, more than 25 years ago, that something began to change where I no longer felt the need to do that. And it's always perplexed me a little bit as to why I didn't feel the need to uh, go to God in prayer um, even for short periods of time or long ones or whatever, I just, uh, something began to change. And I began to realize over time that I was constantly in fellowship with one who never leaves me. Mm-hmm, so, right. you know, there were times, Joel, where I, I think I said this in my book, Clash of the Covenants, where I, I it felt prayer would sometimes feel like picking up the phone and making a long distance call to the International Space Station or something. <laughs> uh, and then you hang up the phone and, and you're off on your own again. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think our fellowship, with God is more consistent than we uh, could even begin to realize. Yeah, it's true. I mean, Jesus said he'll never leave us or forsake us. Paul said that 
were one spirit with him. And that's as close as you can get. I mean, you know, you'll, you know, the, all these things that we try to do, like you say, trying to pray for a certain amount of time uh, per day, or even trying to read your Bible for a certain amount of time per day. And, and we're not even saying, we're not saying that prayer is bad, formal prayer or relaxed prayer or whatever. We're not saying that reading the Bible is bad. We're not saying that. It's just that we do these things thinking that it's going to produce results, and that result would be a sense of God's power or a sense of God being with us when the reality yeah, there, there's is a, there's a duty and obligation factor sometimes. Right. We're, we're doing it to get something from God. We, we feel we have to do this in order to get something from God when, in, when the reality is that he is with us at all times. We are one spirit with him at all times. We're in fellowship with him at all times. You know, even when we've done something naughty, you know, even when we've not been living right, because nobody does it. Nobody, quote, lives right 100% of the time. And if God's fellowship with us was based upon us living, you know, living right all the time, then a person has to do it perfectly. It's not, you know, God doesn't grade on a curve, so to speak, in those, in the, in that sense. It's like, if you're going to live that way, based upon your own deeds, your own sense of duty, then you have to do it perfectly. And God scrapped that whole plan with the cross, the, the cross of Jesus Christ, his, his death and his resurrection. We were raised into new life with him, raised up with him, and he came to live in us too. At the same time, we're in him, he is in us, and we've got this union. We're in union with him 100% of the time. And it's not based upon our behavior. It's not based on our feelings. It's not based upon our obligations that we think we have to fulfill in order to get him to do something for us. He's, he's at work in us all the time. You know, he, he it's, you know, Paul says he began a good work in you, and he is the one who's faithful to bring it to completion. We didn't begin some work for God, whether it's a, a prayer life, whether it's a, a Bible reading plan, whether it's a intentions to do X amount of good deeds. Again, nothing wrong with any of that. But if we're doing it to try to get something from God, that's not what he's basing his relationship with us on. God's relationship with us is based upon the fact that he loves us. And through Christ, he came to dwell in us. And it's a 100% of the time, all, you know, it's a perpetual thing. He's always with us never leaves us, never forsakes us, never does anything bad, but he encourages us and helps us through our times of trouble. I, I think we underestimate sometimes the, the interaction taking place between our spirit and his, because communion is just that. It's a back and forth. It's Like I said, it's not meant to be a monologue right. <laughs> where, I, where I rant and rave for an hour. Um, it, it's, it's more than that. It's, it's sweet. It, it's not burdensome. Um, you know, uh, my wife and I, we, we've been married quite a while now, relatively speaking, and uh, we met in high school and eventually got, got married, and, and we spent a lot of time together, and I'll bet there's a big chunk, I haven't really thought much about this, but I'll bet there's a big chunk of our time where we're together, and we're not always talking, mm -hmm. but we appreciate being around each other, you know, whether it's right. watching TV or just, you know, sitting in the living room or driving in the car. We, we don't always feel the need to be uh, trying to converse like 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 an uncomfortable first date. You know, what do we talk <laughs> right. about? Um, 
we're, we just kind of rest in each other's presence, just just glad to be with each other. And, and that's, I think, maybe a parallel with, with us and God. But Joel make, makes a great point, and, and don't ever forget this. Um, God isn't holding anything against you. Uh, the work of the cross was mighty and powerful, and I think that's something we're going to be talking about in, in some weeks to come here, uh, perhaps even next week. In fact, uh, next week, uh, what we meant to talk about today, some people might wonder, you know, the, the gospel that we talk about here on the Growing in Grace podcast and that you hear in other places where, where grace dominates, some people will still wonder because religion has uh, injected this into the minds and hearts of people, unfortunately. But people will wonder, is there a catch? Is the news really as good as you say it is? We want to get into that right here next week. Don't forget about it growingingrace.org. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski, heard online through various internet sources around the world each week. Access past programs by visiting growingingrace.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace. Growing in Grace.